0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Masters. I'm your host, Robert Allen. This is a special Meet the Masters where we travel to the New York Magazine wedding event at the Metropolitan Pavilion in New York City. And, you know, this is the second year that we've covered the event, and the New York Magazine show always proves to be a really fabulous event because it attracts the best wedding vendors In the business and this year was no exception and we got a chance to speak to a whole bunch of them. But before we start, why don't we hear from Denise Penny who is the managing editor of the Weddings Issue and I asked Denise what the trends were that she saw in the catering for weddings.
1: Uh, Well let's see, in the catering world there's a couple of things that stand out. Um, When I interviewed Peter Callahan, of Peter Callahan catering he told me that um, after parties people are doing after parties and asking their caterer to be involved in the food and drink um, and they're either renting out separate places or finding little lounge spots within the venue and having specialty drink fountains and uh, almost like bungalow eight or marquee like bottle service um, during the dinner cheese carts Are popular, which I think is a really cute idea. Um, So you would have to hire someone who could um, formally talk about all the different cheeses and serve them table side, which I think makes a lot, you know, the dinner more fun, more interactive.
0: What are some of the other things that we're seeing in terms of receptions? Are we seeing different pacing? Are we seeing, you know, sit down dinner and then dancing? What are we seeing in terms of format?
1: Well, um, the, I mean, some people are breaking the mold. And um, people are feeling more comfortable um, breaking away from this, the traditional script of the wedding reception. So you're definitely seeing the ceremony before the reception. You know, no one's having the cocktail hour before they say, I do. But um, people are having different kinds of receptions, cocktails and hors d'oeuvres only. Um, and that, actually, people should know that is sometimes, most of the time, much more expensive than having a traditional sit-down. Um, and buffets can also be deceptively more expensive than a traditional sit-down. Um, some people are going as far as have Friday night champagne and dessert parties, um, Sundays becoming popular during the day, like a luncheon or a picnic. So people are doing whatever they want and feeling okay about it.
0: So so then the overall trend is really, you know, it's individuality.
1: Exactly. The big trend is personalization and really... Um, curating and orchestrating an event to to really reflect what you think is important and what your style is.
0: One of the most charismatic people in the wedding business by far is Ron Ben Israel, the cake baker. And we've had Ron on our Meet the Masters program once before. And uh, Ron was at the show and I got a chance to catch up with him and talk a little bit about what he's doing with wedding cakes. And, and I have to tell you, Ron's always at the cutting edge of of design and of of ideas and he shared with us a little bit about some of the exciting things that he's doing now in wedding cakes
2: but you know i do want to talk to you about some trends that i've been working on because we're getting great response and if you look around you'll see that there's a lot of bling everybody likes a bling on a finger but i've also seen in wedding dresses the combination of rhinestones not real diamonds lots of crystals And uh, I'm going to do a great event with Swarovski Crystal, actually decorating a cake for their anniversary, which is going to happen in 2008. So meanwhile, we've been looking for ways to do edible crystals and edible diamonds and edible stones on the cake. And you can see some samples here. And I'm very excited because there's so many possibilities to to do that. And the cake actually glistens.
0: Now, you know, it's interesting because a lot of brides will wear crystals on their wedding gowns. How much of an inspiration do you take from a wedding gown design that a bride might be wearing to, to translate to the cake?
2: There's a lot of correlation between the wedding dress and the wedding cake. Many times the wedding cake is a bridal cake. And we carefully look at the dress if there are any element we want to borrow. But the cake is relating to a lot of things. Obviously, the cake relates to the architecture in the room. It also relates to the color scheme, which usually is dictated by the floral designer, and we even borrow colors from tablecloth and napkins. But in terms of silhouette, I find that the cake is very similar to the bride. We're just looking now at a model, gorgeous model walking around with a dress, and when you see her feminine... Uh, figure, figure expanding towards the bottom with a big princess skirt. And that's sort of the cakes, the way I look at them. They're narrow on the top and very wide on the bottom. I think subconsciously, when people look at the cake, it reminds them of the bride.
0: Now, what about flavors? What are we seeing this season? Any new flavors? Anything you're experimenting with?
2: <laughs> I always experimented, but I had really hard time convincing couples to change from their standard know, personally, I love lemon and raspberry, but it was time in the past few years to introduce passion fruit and blackberry. But this year, people are way more trusting and experiment. They're willing to, uh, to experiment with me. So we introduced things like um, our candied ginger, which if I don't tell them what it is, they love. But now I just say, close your eyes and taste it. And we've been doing things like Dolce de Leche. Lots of nuts. People are realizing that the allergy for nuts is not as common as they thought. So pistachio has been very popular. And exotic fruit. I mentioned passion fruit and blackberry. Uh, Now we have things like roasted pineapple. We actually take fresh pineapple, roast it in the oven with brown sugar and then chop it up in the cream fillings. So there's a lot of exciting things, you know, and I like to make combinations. So let's say we'll take something like our hazelnut praline, which now is adorned, the hazelnuts are roasted with caramel and get a toffee crunch on top, and we will marry it, excuse the pun, with an exotic fruit such as guava or passion fruit. So it's a nice surprise. And more and more I find out that people are asking us for the description of the cake flavors and they are incorporating with the menu description on the table. So it's no longer just wedding cake. It says wedding cake by, which is a great honor for me. I find it humbling. And then a the description what's inside the cake. So it's becoming an important part of the menu.
0: And well, I-, I think part of that is your personality and how you relate to the couples and, and really bring out You know, the best in them in terms of of what they choose for their wedding. I mean, you really do guide them and and establish a relationship. And I know you show up at a lot of the weddings to say hello.
2: I I think that couples um, sense my enthusiasm because, you know, I get to do another wedding and another wedding and each one is like doing my own you know I, I get to do my fantasy cake again and again and again and they realize that for me it's not just a job you know and and it's really fantastic to uh deliver the cakes and see the excitement building and you know then if I get to to see a video of the wedding, the way they cut the cake the way they talk about the cake afterwards I mean I'm in a fantastic business <laughs>
0: later on in the evening ron was uh, at his his booth and he was creating these sugar flowers right in front of everybody and he really attracted a very large crowd as he was designing and, and creating these beautiful rose buds out of just pure sugar and just to watch him is just truly amazing and i love the idea of adding bling to your uh to your wedding cake i think that's really really fabulous you know one of the, the the most popular gifts that brides give their grooms is a watch and there is no finer watch uh emporium if you will than tourneau they are known worldwide for their timepieces and i got a chance to speak with richard gelman from tourneau and i asked him why a watch was such a fabulous wedding gift.
3: We've done many studies and focus groups that have shown that one out of every four wedding gifts from a bride to a groom or vice versa is a timepiece. Now, why why do you think that is? Well, it's everlasting. The average person looks at their timepiece 200 times a day, and it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, remind the Receiver of the giver. Also, you're, it's able to, most timepieces you're able to engrave so you can have a personalized message that only the person that received it can actually see because it's typically engraved on the back. Now, are we
0: seeing this trend as gifts for just, I mean, I know the guys, the grooms, it, it's a number one gift for a bride yes. to give her groom.
3: It's also used often as a bridesmaid gift. We'll sell many, many. Uh, sets where we'll sell five of the same watch, and it's given as bridesmaids' gifts, or as groomsmen's gifts, or a best man gift. Now, one of the things that I
0: guess is neglected when it comes to owning a watch is is upkeep is, is keeping a watch in good working order. What do you recommend if someone's got a, a fine timepiece? How long should that time? How how often should that timepiece be looked at?
3: You know, it's interesting you bring that up because. Uh, timepiece is is a miniaturized motor and you should really service your timepiece every 3 to 4 years and it shouldn't be taken for granted you service your car every x thousand miles you should do the same thing with your watch
0: and and that should not be done at the kiosk in in the mall should it
3: well <laughs> of course we recommend you come to one of our nationwide uh, stores all of our stores have factory authorized service centers and our technicians are Swiss trained so they've been trained by the manufacturers to service the watches
0: i think guys are important and i came across a pretty cool website called groomgroove.com and uh, they happen to be exhibiting at the show and i got a chance to speak with Aubrey Smith who's a creative director and asked her uh, her perspective on the guy's involvement in a wedding
4: uh, i think really it's it's a reality that women think about this from childhood. It's a, it's a dream, it's a fantasy for them. And I think that where men enter into it is that this is truly a day about two people and not only in spirit and in bringing together two sets of family, two sets of friends, but also in that you have to set a budget and a realistic budget and uh, deal deal with each other emotionally throughout that time because it can be a very stressful time for a couple and it, it, it really is the beginning of that of that relationship that will eventually be marriage, hopefully, for the rest of your lives. So to become involved in it, to have a vested interest in it is really going to make that day more about the two of you, and uh, and I think I think the grooms will be glad that they did.
0: Now, what are some of the ways that you're seeing that that the guys are getting involved? What are some of the components that they're actually taking taking on?
4: Well, I think uh, one of one of the major things is the budget. I think uh, you you set a budget certainly, and you can work in conjunction with a wedding planner. Um, but you find that you have a certain amount of money to spend, but maybe you, you want a specific kind of floral arrangement and Hey, that's more expensive than you were planning on. And you've got to really fit everything in. So it's very important that two people are looking at it or one person is actively working on it and one is overseeing. There has to be a system of checks and balances there. Um, and also I think. In terms of entertainment, this is going to be one of the best parties of your life. Your friends are going to be there. Your family is you know, going to be there. So you want the music to be great. You want it to look great. And that really is about both of your personalities coming together.
0: I don't know about you, but I love a good cocktail. And there was a really great vendor at the event called Stirrings. And they're from uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. And they make uh, cocktail mixers. And uh, really great stuff. All, you know, very fresh and, and interesting flavors. And I got a chance to speak with Christine, who's their marketing director, about uh, setting up a cocktail menu. For the wedding, It's
5: really one of the most overlooked pieces of a wedding, but yet it can be the most exciting, too. I mean, people spend so much time thinking about their food and their place settings and their napkin colors, but cocktails can not only be so much fun for your guests to enjoy, they can add a lot to your decor with colors and tie into your theme, not only in the color, but also in the, you know, if you're planning a Cuban feast, then go with mojitos or have a make-your-own mojito bar. I mean, it really is unlimited what you can do today and it's so much fun for everyone involved
0: now so now which menu comes first does the food come first and then you pair the food with with the cocktails how does it work
5: well for my wedding I'm going cocktails first (laughs) but I certainly understand other people might prefer to go with food Um, I think it really depends on your preference cocktails are nice because you can vary them throughout the event to your courses um, and they're also really versatile. Depending on what you choose, it can go with a wide variety of foods. So I think either way is great. Whatever you feel most passionate about, I'd start there and then look to complement it with great cocktails or great food, vice versa.
0: Now, what are some of the hot cocktails that we're seeing out there?
5: Uh, well, definitely the Mojito. I think last summer it was like Mojito mania. So this year we're doing a passion fruit mojito, which we're really excited about. Um, also the trend for really unique fruit varietals. Um, for example, we just launched a grapefruit margarita, which is using Rio red grapefruits. Um, we have an Alfonso mango margarita. We use key limes and Meyer lemons. People are just really into the authenticity of their food and knowing where it comes from and knowing you know, what kind of fruit it is. So um, I, I think it's kind of all over the place, aside from the mojito. I mean, pomegranate's certainly hot. Um, but the classics are still around and coming back strong, so...
0: Now, I love the, the packaging of, of your products. I mean, it's just the color, and the, I mean they look delicious. What if a couple wants to have no alcohol? Can they still have cocktails?
5: Yes, yes, I'm really glad you asked that, um, because... Aside from just overlooking the cocktail menu in general, people always forget about their guests that are the designated driver or that just don't want alcohol. And the beauty of our products is that they're non-alcoholic, so you can offer your guests something really interesting instead of just soda or iced tea. I mean, you can have a pomegranate spritzer or a ginger-lavender spritzer or um, refreshment. It's really, there's no ends. All of our mixers can be mixed with club soda or other sodas, um, sparkling water. So it's really versatile.
0: Okay, cool. Now, you've got a really great brochure out, uh, you know, about cocktail tips. How does our listeners get a, a hold of this brochure?
5: They can go to um, our special wedding website, uh, which is stirringsweddings.com.
0: You know, this is such a great show. There was even a diva at this show none other than the cake diva, Sylvia Weinstock. And I always love talking to Sylvia because she's always got some great things to share. And this was no exception. I asked Sylvia about. What's hot in color and shape for wedding cakes?
6: Well, first of all, we're coming into spring, so we'd like something lovely and light. Beautiful fruit flavors would be great in the way of a cake. And in terms of the look, you know, for some reason, purple and green is in. All shades of lavender, all shades of green. Maybe with a touch of yellow, because it's springtime and it's a happy color. But that seems to be the current trend also shape squares and carved rounded edges, etc. Just something different.
0: Now, so are, are couples coming to you with an idea in mind, or are you throwing some of these ideas out to them? How does it happen?
6: Well, they come with ideas, and we try to work with their ideas. If they don't have any idea, and they say, I don't know what I want, we'll then throw ideas to them and see what they like.
0: Okay. Now, I know one of the things that, that you do that That some cake bakers may shy away from, but I've seen them so many times, are the small cakes, the mini cakes.
6: I don't blame them for it because it's very labor-intensive, but we will do mini cakes, beautiful miniature cakes. They're wonderful for engagement parties, second weddings. They don't have the same pow as that big, wonderful wedding cake for a first wedding.
0: Now, will couples have both? Will they have a big wedding cake and then have smaller wedding cakes?
6: Well, some of them will do both. Some can do a smaller wedding cake and beautiful little cakes, too. Okay.
0: Now, what about flavors? What are we filling the cakes with this year?
6: Well, this year, I, I happen to love fruits. So we're into raspberry, mango. We're doing uh, pistachio. We're doing uh, key lime, which I love. F- a lot of fresh fruit. Whatever we can do that's natural and real. And, of course, chocolate.
0: Always my favorite.
6: Always chocolate.
0: Now, do you do chocolate? Can we do chocolate on the outside?
6: We can do chocolate on the outside. We did it for Billy Joe's wedding cake. There are a lot of people who like a chocolate outside.
0: Breaking with tradition. Why not? Why not? I'm with you. In all these years, no one's ever shown me the the rule book, the actual rule book that says you can't.
6: Listen, the only rule is stay married and be happy.
0: Great advice. Sylvia, thank you so much. You're welcome. Every business has celebrities and weddings are no different. There was a celebrity wedding person there and it was Colin Cowie. Colin has a new book out. It's great. It's a fabulous kind of coffee table book where he chronicles 14 of his favorite weddings over the last four years, and I had a chance to speak with Colin before he sat down and took questions from all of the attendees there, and uh, this is what he had to say about his new book. Okay, I'm joined by the world-famous Colin Cowie. Colin, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Happy to be with you. You have. I love this book. It's just absolutely fabulous. Talk a little bit about it.
7: It's like, you know, whenever you produce a book like this, it's always is like having a baby. You wish for ten fingers and ten toes, and it came out just like I wanted to do. And uh, I I was saying about the book, it's not only a wedding book, but in this book is a piece of my heart, a piece of my soul, and at least an inch of my hairline. Because it really is a labor of love. It's 14 of my favorite weddings I've done in the last four years. And uh, wrapped in some chaparrile pink suede, I'm very, very happy. Yeah, and
0: it's a a beautiful book that you would want to keep out for people. I think even if you're not planning a wedding, it's really something to look at.
7: There are great stories in the book. And, you know, the pictures are beautiful. The ideas might be lavish, but uh, the examples are all free. Absolutely.
0: Now, just talk quickly. I know you're, you do so much celebrity. How does a bride, the everyday bride, bring a little bit of celebrity to her wedding?
7: I think it's really not so much about the bride bringing a celebrity to her wedding. It's more about the bride bringing her own personality to the wedding. It's about the bride. And I think today it should be uniquely, totally, utterly, 100% about her. And... Today, the weddings aren't what they were in years gone by. These are opportunities for us to make statements of style and to tell people who we are and what we're about, to embrace as much colour... You know, and I say there are no rules as long as good taste prevails. Right. If you want to go down the aisle in a lime green wedding dress with a bull terrier on a floral leash and you're not offending anyone, to bully idol's white wedding, be my guest. And, and you've got the, the self-confidence to do it. I mean, there are no rules. It's all about individuality. There are no rules as long as good taste prevails and you're not offending someone. But I think, you know, look for the different things to do. Look inside of yourself. You will find it. It's there deep down inside. Okay. What's a hot color this season? Pardon? What's a hot colors this season? Hot pink, of course. Yeah. <laughs> hot pink with lime green, hot pink with mango, mango and watermelon. They're great summer colors. Great,
0: great. Well, I encourage everyone, all of our listeners, to go out and, and get this book. It's really great. Thank you so much for taking Thank the time. You. Thank
7: you so much. Thank appreciate you. it.
0: I think Colin must have signed about 50 books while he was there just for that one hour. And appreciate him taking the time and speaking with us. And uh, happened to run into a friend of mine, uh, one of my brides, and one of my favorite all-time brides, Anne Chertoff, who was uh, with Martha Stewart Weddings for many years and is now with iVillage. And Anne told me about the new uh, wedding presents that they are building and they are launching. And uh, and here's what Anne had to say about the iVillage wedding website. Oh,
8: really? about it because iVillage is the number one online community for women. So it's just natural for us to have a wedding section on the site. And it's going to be filled with images of inspiration and real weddings and cakes and flowers and gowns. And it's going to be everybody's like one stop for everything weddings.
0: Because this is all, you know, this whole social networking kind of a, a feel. Um, what do you think is so attractive about a website like iVillage? Why does it draw so many people?
8: Well, iVillage now has something called iConnect, which is the new social networking on iVillage. So people can have their own blogs and post their own videos and photos and have people write messages about what they see on each other's sites. So they can share everything. And the great thing about iVillage is that there's so much information. And it's a real community where you can talk to other um, brides, where you can talk to other women about anything from love and sex to beauty and style to fitness everything you can imagine and we have a lot of really great contributors and experts throughout the iVillage network that can help you in planning everything from your wedding to your baby to your home.
0: So this is kind of like a site that someone would definitely bookmark and want to come back to over and over again.
8: Completely. I mean, we have everything from finding your dress, to finding your ring, to finding your cake and your flowers and your vendors, and then from setting up everything from your registry. Um, And then even after the wedding, you have everything from the Parenting and Pregnancy channel for having a baby and then raising a baby and being a mom. Um, And then everything for fashion and style and health and fitness. And we have a lot of celebrity stuff and a lot of fun games and tools. It's really the most amazing site you can find.
0: Well, that sounds really exciting and I I can't wait to check it out. Now, you come from a long history of weddings. Not only, well, you were one of my brides, uh, one of my favorite. You're in my top three. And, you know, you have a background. You're with Martha Stewart Weddings and you're also a blogger. Talk a little bit about your blog.
8: My blog is From My Will to I Do, and it's filled with a lot of great tips and advice for planning your wedding, and also a lot of great vendors and products. And it's national. I'm, I'm based in New York, but I feature people from all over the country, and even around the world. I have a lot of international posts up there, too. And the really great thing about my blog is that we have a sidebar on the right side of the page where it has um, destination weddings for everywhere in the country, whether you live in Seattle or California or Chicago or. And then there are links to all the vendors that have been featured, so you can find anything you want on that site. If you're looking for a florist in Atlanta or a baker in Seattle, we have everything on the blog. And it's really a lot of fun to do, and um, a lot of vendors email me about different things that are going on around the country, and it's great to see what other people are doing.
0: Yeah, you really have your finger on the pulse, and, and, and I really do like that about your site, that there is those resources, that it's not even, I mean, you are New York-based, but it isn't just about New York. You can you know, go and find resources, and I'm sure that you get your readers um, making suggestions for, for different resources as well.
8: People email me all the time. There's a link to how to email me right on the blog. And I get emails from vendors recommending places, but also from brides saying, you know, I live in, you know, Ohio. You know, what do you have in Columbus? And then I'll look something up and I'll find it, do a little research to make sure it's on the up and up. And then I'll write about a vendor. And usually I don't just write about a vendor. I give a wedding tip or a piece of advice with it. And the advice is really down to earth, you know. There's all the etiquette and stuff like that. But the truth is, you want the real deal kind of stuff. And that's what I try to give the brides. Because I remember what it was like planning my wedding. And it took 20 months to plan my wedding. And and it was a lot of fun. And you deal with a lot of nonsense. But, you know, you want to have a lot of fun on your wedding. And so what I feel with From My Will to I Do, it's filled with everything from real-world advice. From someone who was a real bride, not some, you know, expert that got married 20 years ago.
0: And that's, that's really... A major difference is that you come from the trenches, as they say. Definitely. There are few wedding consultants with as much experience as Marcy Blum, and uh, Marcy is the author of Weddings for Dummies, and she is uh really really knowledgeable when it comes to wedding planning and i find her to be very down to earth pulls no punches tells it like it is she's done lots of celebrity uh weddings and has really got her finger on the pulse of of what's happening in weddings and uh i asked her just about that what does she see as some of the trends in weddings this season
9: i think there's a Trend towards finally, there's a trend towards not having sit down dinners, which has always been a really hard sell. And even though we talk about it uh, theoretically, everyone still wants to sit down, it's first time ever extended cocktail receptions, buffets, family style lots of different things, mixing it up.
0: What's the guest reaction to a wedding like that?
9: I think it's very important that you tell your guests what you're doing, not that you have to be so overtly uh, specific hit them over the head we're doing a wedding now that's like that it's a huge destination wedding in new york and we wrote on the invitation join us for a movable feast so that i figured that's kind of a hint so that when they get there and there's no tables they'll go oh that's a movable feast rather than oh my god where can we sit
0: and and you know it, it's an it, it's interesting to me because i know that cocktail hour is so popular people love cocktails they love little tastings here and there You know, you would think, why did it take so long for it to kind of move into this extended...
9: That's a really good point. But when you think about how long, I mean, listen, I've been planning events for over 18 years. It took me the first five years to convince people that they didn't have to toss a bouquet and leave before their guests. So, you know, rituals die hard, and particularly in this country. You know, we're a young country, so we're hanging on for dear life to our rituals. But, uh, yeah, I think finally people started listening and said, I don't want to go to a sit-down dinner. I hate when I'm stuck at a table for four hours. So why would I want to do that to my guests? Right,
0: right. Now, you do so many celebrity weddings, and, and people gravitate towards that. They love hearing about it. They love doing that. How can a couple today planning a wedding add a little touch of celebrity feel to their own wedding? What what can they do?
9: Well, that's interesting. Lots of money. Just throw <laughs> lots of money at it. No, I'm teasing. I think... I, I mean, personally, I think there's a lot of things that perhaps make the day more uh, celebratory and more special, I hate that term, but it's late, so I can't think of another one. And what one one should, unless there's absolutely no other choice, I, I really believe that people should be taking their photographs after the ceremony. I think you should preserve this romance as much as possible. The idea of having a four hour photo shoot before the ceremony, is you're, you're already by the time you walk down the aisle, you've already had your makeup done twelve times. You're you're finished. You know there. So the the things, it, it's important to preserve the memory in your head far more important than preserving it in either film or digitally. I think, and and you should never trade one for the other.
0: So so live the day and don't worry about the day. all of it.
9: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, again, not that I want to sound like you know, New Age Mother Teresa wedding planner, but I think it the things that will make you feel special, even if you're on a budget, are things like having your hair and makeup done. Having a, even if it's not a limousine, a town car take you from one place to another. Do not skim, you know, I'm divorced now, but my ex-husband and I are still very close friends, and we, we tease all about about it all the time because we drove home from our wedding reception. I never forgave him for that. I was like, the one, and we spent a lot of money, but that was the one thing we decided to save money on. And I'll never forget, you know, sort of slumping out of the car in my wedding dress and I thought that was really stupid. Those li- the things that you don't ordinarily do. That's what you should do to treat yourself a little bit like a celebrity.
0: Well, that about does it for this episode of Meet the Master special edition covering New York Magazine's wedding issues, uh bridal event at the Metropolitan Pavilion in New York City. I want to thank everyone at New York Magazine for having us in and covering the event. We will, uh, we'll be there next year. We just, uh, we love it. And if you know of a great bridal event happening in your area, then let us know and maybe we can cover it and, uh, and share some, some great information with our listeners. You can send us an email. Our email address is feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at dot Or you can always call our listener hotline, which is 800-882- one, two, five, nine. You've been listening to meet the masters on the wedding podcast network. I'm Robert Allen, and we'll see you next time.